Let's get to Andrew Kelleher at JMI Wealth and uh, welcome back. Good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Tom. Never look at net migration and visitor arrivals. Are we coming or going? Yeah, well, a bit of both, really. Uh, look, migration's going to be, I think this is going to stay pretty much front and centre, Tim, for, for a while anyway. And I, I actually suggested a while back that this summer would be the summer of news stories about problems and tourism hotspots because of lack of labour and they've already started and we haven't even got into the sort of really peak season yet so expect more of those. Um, so migration movements and settings I think will remain in focus. The fact is Tim, we have been importing people for quite a long time. Uh, those numbers started going positive back in 2013 so we've had almost a decade of positive net migration and since 2015 it's been at or close to 50,000 people a year. So that's right through to 2021. So no wonder we're missing that that sort of impulse. Now, provisional estimates released by Stats New Zealand yesterday for October, we've got an annual net migration loss, but it is slowing. And should that trend continue, I think then in 2023, we might actually see, in fact, we probably will see net migration gains. So we've had an annual provisional net migration loss of 4,100 people. Last year at the same time, that was a net loss of just over 11,000 people. And we've seen a continuation of the trend um, that we've got going at the moment where we're seeing a net loss of New Zealand citizens and a net gain of non-New Zealand citizens. Now that gain of non-New Zealand citizens, uh, 11,000 people in the year to October 22. Now Tim, if you go back to pre-COVID, look at 2015 2000 to 2019, we saw an average net gain of about 62,000 non-New Zealand citizens. So we're basically averaging about 50,000 fewer non-New Zealand citizens coming into the country. Look at the same period and look at New Zealand citizens. We saw an average loss of about 5,000 New Zealand citizens a year. We're currently leaving at a rate of 15,000. So that's for last year. So more of us going, fewer people coming in. Now, if you look at the monthly data, there was a monthly net gain in October. Uh, so estimates, if you look at these estimates, we've had four consecutive months of net gains. So I think that's reasonable to extrapolate that out into 2023 and we'll get that positive net migration next year and we desperately need those people. Um, just quickly, Tim, on the visitors. Uh, there's been some concerns, uh, the visitors, sorry, we've, yeah, just going back to those numbers, we've had some concerns over the validity of the data, some of the revisions of the data. Stats New Zealand released quite a bit of material relating to that yesterday, still got to go through all that. Uh, tourism numbers, 161,000 in October, massive jump from last October. Wow. Um, biggest changes were lifted in Aussies coming here, bit of a distant second of visitors from the US. Uh, 151,000 in September, it's jumped 10,000 in uh, into October, we're still running at about or well, just under 60% of where we were pre-COVID. But they're coming, Tim. They are coming. Now, why is the price of a tank of gas not going down? Oh, I wish I could tell you. Uh, but oil. But I'll tell you what I can. What I can tell you, Tim, is that we've got a bit of a tailwind helping the fight against inflation. That's this recent slump in the oil price. And if you look at the trends, we've had a big downtrend from the mid-year when the oil price was 120 US dollars a barrel, 75 US dollars a barrel. We saw last week. Plenty going on in the background. You had that G7 price cap on Russian crude. Uh, they threatened to hold exports to countries complying with the price cap. That was on top of OPEC plus cartel announcing deep supply cuts. So you'd be thinking that prices would have got a shot higher. The thing is, Russia's still actually selling plenty of oil, and they were selling oil at those prices anyway. And that lower price cap is actually helping Asian refineries negotiate lower prices. So they're still founding customers, hadn't choked supply. And that OPEC 
those OPEC production cuts that we saw, they weren't actually hitting their production targets anyway. And the bigger picture in the background, Tim, is fears about a recession in the US and fears about lower demand out of China. So um, it does provide us, say, some help in bringing the general level of prices down. So long may lower prices continue. And hopefully you'll see it at the pump when you're filling your, your car up shortly. Well, uh, 278, I don't call that lower for uh, It'll 95. get there, it'll get there. I'm telling you, it'll get there. The other numbers, please. Rightio. The, the U.S. markets are up overnight, actually. Dow Jones up 280 points. Uh, 33,755 is the number at the moment. That's about 0.8% of a gain. Uh, the S&P 500 is up 0.57%, uh, 3957. And the Nasdaq's up 0.3%, 11,039. Uh, all the other markets overnight, though, were lower. Uh, the FTSE 100 down 31, 7445. The Nikkei uh, down 0.2%, The Shanghai Composite 3179 was the close there. Uh, the Aussies yesterday lost 0.45%. The ASX 200 closing at 7180. The NZX50 lost 0.77%, closing at 11,506 on the currencies. One Kiwi dollar will get you 0.6376 US, 0.9459 Aussie, 0.6046 Euro. 0.5189 pounds, 87.66 Japanese yen, gold $1,784.38, and Brentford has actually bounced a little bit overnight, $78.19 a barrel. Mm, thanks so much. Catch you again in the morning. Andrew Kelleher at JMI Wealth.